0: This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media. I'm thrilled to be joined today on our channels by Chris Holland, who's the Director of Marketing and Communications for Charlton Morris. Welcome to you today, Chris, how are you?
1: I'm all right, yeah, I'm not bad, thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So the, for those who are not familiar yet with your business, do you want to give us an introduction and talk to us about what you do? Yep,
1: yeah, sure. So um Charlton Morris, we are a um, mid to senior level, um, traditionally search firm, um, but we're just moving into the contract space um, with three divisions. So we specialize in life science, industrial, and medical, sort of med tech, med devices. Um, Our USP, I suppose, and I know it's a lot of companies USP, um, is that we are specialists in the markets we serve. Um, Each of our consultants works in a very, very, very specific niche of those sectors. Um, But then I suppose what we do... I'll try and do differently um, is create an awful lot of content um, to allow those our consultants to really put the money where the mouth is and stand out and justify the fact they are specialists um, so yeah that's that's what we've been um we've been doing that now for you know probably four or five years and um and yeah it's been a an interesting journey
0: yeah definitely and our, and our paths collided actually in the clubhouse room which is one of the things we're going to come on to talk about a little in a little while. But I think, you know, your introduction is, you know, I think what makes you stand out because you have already been doing content marketing before everybody jumped on it in COVID, which I think is quite an honest thing to say, myself included. So I think, you know, looking at the audience that we've got, where it's recruitment leaders and aspiring recruitment leaders, they'll be interested to hear your testimonies to, you know, How you were managing that as a scalable business, you know, you're growing, you talked about, you know, developing contract now, you know, you've got three different market areas. How do you sort of make sure you've got that growth as a scalable business whilst allowing your individual consultants to focus on personal brands? How, how do they not collide? Um,
1: I think it's about, it's, it's a question of, of process. Um, it's a question of process and prioritizing, um, Mm -hmm. So I first moved into marketing after working as a consultant for a couple of years. And I think that what I mean, this might just be making excuses for not knowing what I'm on about, but um, it meant that I didn't necessarily have like a traditional marketing um, education, shall we say. And it meant that when I made that switch, I was just always super targeted in terms of from a marketing perspective, what, what would generate revenue for us. Mm-hmm. I didn't get sort of bogged down with the the minutiae of of marketing stuff that you can get bogged down in. Mm-hmm. So I think that just focusing on the stuff that's important is 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 import, is, is is key, really, because um, it gives you more time to do it. Which in this case is content and scaling up the business and, and helping those personal brands. But then it's also, um, as I say, that matter of process and. Firstly, creating a culture whereby marketing is appreciated, where the value of content is appreciated by consultants and they see it as their USP as well. But then evolving that to a point whereby the consultants bring the ideas to us um, and and we have that system in place where everything's consultant-led. So it skips out probably the most time-consuming part of content creation, which is traditionally research and going away and trying to think of the ideas and then trying to get buy-in and then being like, look, will you please share this? It doesn't work like that for us because we've got a consultant saying, I'm really excited about this. This is a really big thing and I'd love to create something about it. Um, and then once you've got that, as I say, it's a culture thing and, and really celebrating successes and and going into the more the less exciting side of it, which is tracking things through like your CRM and, and making sure that it's all mapped out. So the few different steps to it really is to, is to how we've done it and how I would suggest I suppose others do it.
0: And I think that for me, that's the key for, for why I think this is the only way to do it is that you've made a really good point there. It's about candidate buy-in because what you don't want is a comes is a, a sorry an employee you know a team member not seeing the value. You are creating insights and value for your customer base. And it also, and I think, you know, I've always subscribed to this, recruiters should see that their desk is their own mini business. It's your micro business. And so you should be responsible for agreeing fees. You should be responsible for when the client's going to pay you. So on the top line, you know, understanding commerciality, but really getting under the nitty gritty of what's driving your market. And by having those conversations, and I know we're going to come onto the podcast that you have for your consultants, you, you're driving real, real conversations with your whether whether it's the business leaders whether you're working in analytics whether you're working in data whether you're working in medcoms it doesn't matter you you will then know what those what that market wants to know about and it makes you stand out you be, you become that go-to person so for me it's the only way to do it and, I, and I, I think it's important that you talk about tracking it i mean as soon as you start to talk about analytics and roi a lot of recruiters will switch off but actually is it working and there are simple ways of doing it i mean i don't want to i don't want to sort of di- digress necessarily on this now so I do want to, I mean, the, the thing that stood out for me on when we when we were both in that clubhouse room is that you've got, um, as a business, you've got CM Conversations, which is your podcast to so talk to us about how that actually works then. We interrupt this podcast episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to tell you about our amazing sponsor. Hoxo Media are the world's leading content recruitment marketing agency, specifically for the recruitment industry. And they currently work with over 250 recruitment agencies, including Key Recruitment and 3,000 recruitment consultants to help them build out LinkedIn brands that then allow them to open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology every single day. Now, in 2021, the hugely successful Hoxo Academy, of which I was part of, is changing. And they've now launched an eight week personal brand launch programme which can now help you roll out this methodology across your business. The Hoxham Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters, of which I am one, who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates equally. Now, very often, traditional recruiters actually lack the knowledge of how to best use LinkedIn, other than maybe posting jobs you know, every few days, but then struggling with ideas and original content, and also just confidence in terms of what to produce and how to produce valuable content. Now we're living in a post-Covid world and we all know now that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to be equipped and have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The HOXO Academy helps every recruiter in the recruitment agency that becomes part of the Academy and helps every recruiter achieve this in just eight weeks, enrolling new cohorts of training at the start of each calendar month. So, this is an exclusive deal for you, our listener. The Recruiters Recruitment Podcast is so proud to be sponsored by HOXO Academy. That the deal is amazing. For the first 50 customers in 2021, they are offering you the chance to enrol unlimited users on this programme for 12 months at no extra cost. So whether you're listening to this and you've got a team of 15 or a team of 500 and you're looking to hire more during 2021, you can rest assured that they will all get this training that they then need to build out their brand that wins business on LinkedIn. So please click on the link attached to this episode or alternatively DM me to find out how your agency can join this incredible programme. And having been a cohort member myself and a graduate of the Academy at the end of 2020, I'm really proud to advocate this phenomenal and really, I think, business critical Academy for every recruiter who wants to get the best out of LinkedIn and ensure that they also become inbound thank you for listening to this message enjoy the rest of the episode and do get in touch for more details
1: yeah so we don't um, as as you mentioned and, and and the way we do it is is all of our marketing comms and, and not comms but all of our content anyways pushed out through our consultants as opposed to this is a CM medical thing and that the, the consults get behind we do it through people so they can like leverage that objectivity and specialism that they have in a market and the podcast is an extension of that um so it's not the way that we use our podcast isn't probably the most well definitely isn't the traditional way that a podcast is is usually leveraged um in the sense so we have it that we just see the podcast as another vehicle for our consultants to put content out about their market so rather than us having like a continuous um thread or theme all the way through it each each episode more or less is standalone and it's a consultant speaking to a leader from their market hence the vague title of cm conversations Um, and and yeah and it's it's just another way to to for, for them to build up their personal brand for them to um demonstrate their specialism demonstrate who they're connected to in the market and demonstrate who they have access to and have a rapport with um so yeah it's it, our podcast isn't really it, all of our content is much more sort of bd focused and always has the clients in mind and what we want to do with it and how we want to use it to generate revenue and and the podcast is just another example of that Um, it's also you know occasionally we do work with clients um we we interview clients on podcasts as well and then that has the added benefit of really helping with with searches that we're conducting you know the vast majority of work we do is retained and we want to give a little bit more for for that you know that upfront payment that everyone's aware of and whatever your thoughts are on it we are massive advocates of it um and so by speaking to a client on the podcast about not something about just sort of promoting them mm-hmm. but then that can help bolster the search and say look we're actually working with these guys listen to they've got a really inspirational ceo have a listen and see That's what you think
0: really. it's real it's something tangible for a potential hire for your client to go and listen to um yeah. it's not to contrive them because actually it's it's there forever isn't it it's content forever I totally agree with that and I think your consultants must just feel so bought in to your culture I'm not I've I'm not actually discussed this with you off air but are your consultants targeted then to do podcasts and to share content is that now a not I won't say KPI but is it something that you're actually commercially targeting them to do um
1: it isn't it it isn't it isn't um it's So we tend to target, um, we have KPIs like, you know, virtually every recruitment business and even the ones that I don't think have targets still have some sort of targets. Um, (laughs) We, some of those are more hard and fast and set in stone. I'd say it varies on a consultant by consultant basis, depending on where they are Mm. in their um, journey with us, their career um, and what they need. Um, We, we really urge, we've got sort of, we've got, we've got no jobs on our website it's all content. We've got four websites, one for each division. We've got our sort of corporate site and then one for each division, which are just content led. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we, we try and get consultants to get something out as quickly as possible to get them up on that site. So we've got a bit of a presence on there. Um, but we don't really KPI it because for us, for me and for my team, that buy is so important that we don't want it to just be, you
0: don't you've got to do care. this
1: to tick a box.
0: Yeah because
1: it's really important that for me to demonstrate the value of it, that we work with the consultants to get it out and to make campaigns out of it, to turn it into revenue. And at the end of the day, like, we're still a recruitment company. And I think that the baseline attitude to whatever you put out as a company is yes, this is great. It's valuable. And it's your network, but we're still a recruitment company putting this out and, people don't tend to listen to recruitment companies. So it's still on the consultant to put the work in, to get it out and use it in their, their networking process.
0: You yeah. become known as an industry expert. You're not just seen as a recruiter then, you're seen as an industry expert. Uh, we don't have jobs on our website either, actually. And I thought we were quite rare in that. So it's good to hear, because I think the, the world has moved on from that. And it shows yeah. that you are very client-centric then, which I think, again, is a very big USP for your business. So we met in a clubhouse room virtually. And as we record this in February 2021, or back end of February um it 's still very early days in the u k for clubhouse um I believe in australia it 's still not even really taken off. Obviously America is where it started um what's your experience been so far and again, as part of a marketing strategy can you do you think that 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 's something that people should be thinking about incorporating
1: um i My experience of it so far are sporadic um I sort of dip in and out of it, and I suppose i 'm still I'm still admittedly in the figuring out stage myself um, when it comes to the clubhouse. And, and I think it's a really interesting I- idea and, and sense. I think where it's useful is to tap into this idea of community building and community marketing. And the fact that you can very easily tap in and tap out of it is, is both a good thing and maybe not so good a thing because it it really encourages that, that FOMO feeling in the sense of, you know, you you constantly get notifications saying, Oh, this is happening. This is happening. This is happening, which can be pretty full on. And I think that will probably balance itself out over time. But when it comes to making it a part of your marketing strategy, I think it um, depends on your market. I think it depends on your market. I think it depends on what your goals are and it depends on your resources. Um, I think, A lot of marketers or companies that are trying to do marketing particularly in recruitment where marketers are usually and this isn't the case for us thankfully usually quite under resourced you can try and do everything and you end up being a jack of all trades Mm -hmm. and clubhouse is definitely worth looking at and getting into but not like diving headfirst into initially and just you know let it let it sort of mature I think for us, in our perspective, um, again taking this sort of consultant-led personal branding, market-specific approach, again, I, it's something that I'd like to probably chat to our guys about and see what the the landscape is in their market because it's essentially like on on the plus side, it's it's essentially industry conferences happening all day every day where you've potentially got the option to jump up on stage as a speaker in front of some really established people and, and have you say now that if you've got something valuable and worthwhile to say, then that can be brilliant. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity there, but I, I suppose cautious optimism is a phrase that's used a lot at the minute with everything in the world. And <laughs> I would approach it. Uh, I would approach clubhouse in the same way that, yeah, we are, looking at it not necessarily diving into it as 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 we stand
0: mm. I, I think cautious is is a word that i've used about it when people have asked me and come to me for advice because i think when you've got consultants that you're clearly empowering to run their own sort of mini businesses you could get very distracted on that. So, and I think, you know, we, I said Jomo for me, you know, I, I, I don't want to get involved, but I can see the value. And actually, but you make a really good point there about jumping up on stage. Actually, if you haven't got anything to maybe say, you could ask a question to someone that you would never have had access to. So I think the advantages definitely outweigh the disadvantages, but it has to yeah. be, I think it needs to be understood. Mm -hmm. um and I think you're right I think it's about building community groups um you don't need to have I mean I've been in uh, my anxiety goes through the roof when I walk in a room there's like 700 people in there I'd rather be in room 20 because then it's really valuable and you can really feel a contribution so yeah I think I think it's here to stay I think as we as you know we 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 share this we're we're probably going to be heading out of lockdown I think it will diminish in time spent on it because we won't have time because we'll be commuting a little bit more again. So it's interesting, isn't it? So as someone who's made the jump from recruitment to marketing recruitment, what, what should we be looking out for? What do you think is going to be the next big thing in 2021 or, or are there, are there any tips or any advice that you could give people for, before? We um,
1: I think when, again, as I, as I said before, I think it's about um, mastering what, you know, Figure out what's important. Figure out figuring out what's important to you mm. is 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 key. Figuring out what you want to do with your um, with your marketing and with with mm. with your business, I suppose, and yeah. then really honing in and focusing on that and sort of sacking everything else off, really, mm. and having that real laser focus on one thing, which you know, for us, was making our consultants stand out as specialists in in their sectors. Yeah. Um, I think when it comes to um, things to look out for or things to use, I think just being aware of the the, the technology that's out there to help to streamline and to improve your your processes. Um, you know, when it, whether it be content creation, um, whether it be social media marketing or whatever else that you do, just really staying on top of that 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 technology side of it, just means that you can properly like supercharge all of your marketing efforts relatively inexpensively and, and you can get an awful lot out for not as much effort. So they would be my big um, takeaways, I suppose.
0: I like that, you know, putting a spotlight on someone's business and looking at what do we need to do to laser approach it. I think it's the way forward, you know, vertical focus, everything that you've said makes absolute sense. And I'm so pleased that you joined us today from Leeds. Thank you so much and uh, all the best to you, Chris.
1: No worries. Thanks very much.